means we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all of our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Muck Bill Yabro. Sonny Young is taking a break away from his mic, and I'm filling in for him here in Washington. Welcome to the July 25th edition of the sunny side of sports. We're going to take one last lap on the track to start the show, wrapping up in action from the World Athletics Championships in Eugene, Oregon, which end on Sunday. Prince Nesta has been in Eugene, and he's got the highlights from the championships, as well as comments from fans. Athletes, coaches, and fans from more than 100 countries were at Hayward Stadium at the University of Oregon on the U.S. West Coast. Sporty greetings, Prince. Sporty greetings to you too, Mukbil. Sunday marked the end of the World Athletics Championships, which were held for the first time ever on American soil. The event, which took place from July 15th to July 24th in Eugene, Oregon, was held at the Hayward Stadium at the University of Oregon. The refurbished home of track and field events has a capacity of more than 12,000 seats. At least in fans from more than 200 nations graced the event, including Charlie Gray, who's originally from Jamaica but currently residing in Florida. I met the athletics lover right before the first race kicked off and she had plenty of praise for the overall organization of the event. The organization is good. They have everything well planned out. Um, there's no really delay. I've been to more than one world championship athletics, so... We're used to being in line, and they move very fast, and they're doing a wonderful job. Stadium is fantastic. The seats are soft. They're not hard, and it's gorgeous, the stadium. Athletic fans from Africa also attended the championship, including Ethiopia, who, as the name suggests, comes from Ethiopia, and she wished all teams participating from her beloved continent all the best. I'm just like Team Africa. Everybody, we got this. (laughs) We got this. Go Africa. (laughs) Preparations for the event had also been marred by several athletes from all around the while being refused visas or experiencing visa delays in getting to the U.S. to participate in the event. Most notable among them included Kenya's Ferdinand Omanyala, who set the African 100-meter record of 9.77 seconds last year to become Africa's fastest man. The 26-year-old was, however, fortunate to eventually get his visa issues sorted out and arrived three hours before the men's 100-meter hits began, finishing his first-round hit in third place at 10.10 seconds to proceed to the semi-finals. Manuela later finished fifth in the third semi-final to miss out on both the two automatic spots and the fastest qualification time. The track and field action also witnessed several world records come tumbling down, including Nigerian Toby Amusen, who stunned the athletics world by breaking the women's 100-meter hurdles world record twice in back-to-back races, clocking a time of 12.06 seconds in a wind-aided final. Amazon, who was fourth at the Tokyo Olympics and the last Worlds in 2019, expressed delight at breaking the world record. You know, I'm elated. It's been a journey and I'm thankful to God for keeping me healthy and I couldn't be more thankful to have come out here with the win and the world record. It's, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> Coming into the semis, I knew it was, a, it was a very competitive field, so the goal was to execute. And, you know, so back to the finals and seeing the world record, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. 
But, you know, I had to keep my composure from the finals. And, you know, I think I handled that pretty good. And all thanks to God. American runner Sydney McLaughlin also broke her own 400-meter hurdles world record to take gold after clocking to a time of 50.68 seconds, beating her previous record time of 51.41, which she set at the U.S. Championships last month. The New Jersey native discussed her incredible world record performance. Well, I'll have to start off by saying all the glory to God. Uh, these past few days, just getting ready for this race. Uh, Hebrews 4.16 has been on my mind. Um, coming boldly to his throne to receive mercy and grace. And I think he really gave me the strength to do it today. So all the glory goes to God. And uh, coming into this race, I just wanted to go out there and attack the whole thing. Uh, Bobby and I have been training for this all year. And I just really wanted to go execute. And the last hundred hurt really bad. Uh, but I'm really grateful for it. And I'm grateful for that time and bringing a medal home to Team USA. In other races, Uganda's Joshua Chiptege successfully defended his 10,000 meters world title after clocking a winning time of 27 minutes and 43 seconds. With Kenya Stanley Mburu winning silver and Chiptege's compatriot Jacob Kiplimo taking bronze, Chiptege expressed satisfaction with his own performance after defending his world title. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm very happy to have won here my second gold medal of uh, the, the World Senior Championship. It's uh, spectacular in a, in a way that uh, coming back to Oregon after close to eight years when I won the World Junior Championship. Coming to a familiar people, familiar stadium, it just amended my legacy in a distance running. Morocco's Sofian El Bakali also ended Kenya's dominance at the World Championships in the men's 3,000 meters steeplechase after surging past Lamecha Girma of Ethiopia to win gold. Kenya's Faith Kipiegon also stormed to victory, winning gold in the 1,500 meters race at the World Championships. Kipiegon, winner of the last Olympics 1,500 meter titles, finished with a remarkable time of 3 minutes 52.96 seconds. Ethiopia's Gudaf Tsegei took silver, while British runner Laura Moya won bronze. Kipiegon, who took gold in 2017 and silver in 2019, said regaining her crown, quote-unquote, means a lot. Oh, I'm so excited uh, to be a uh, many times champion in 1500. It's not uh, something easy, but I really thank God. I really thank people around me. I thank my management. I thank my coach. I thank my husband, my daughter as well. I really, really am so grateful. Ethiopia's Gunditam Gabriel Slassi won the women's marathon, while her fellow countryman Tamira Tola won the men's marathon in dominant fashion to take gold in a championship record of 2 hours, 5 minutes and 37 seconds. Members of the refugee Olympic team also competed in the world championships, including Angelina Nadai Lohalith, originally from South Sudan, who grew up at Kakuma refugee camp in Kenya and competed in the 1500 meters. Lohalith shared her experiences with me in an exclusive interview. Let me say it was so amazing. Though when I left Kenya, it was kind of winter. It was so cold. So we have been training in a cold season. But now coming here, it was now becoming so hot. Though when I went for some joking, it was so hot for me. But I thought maybe it might affect me and I might not get my good result that I expected. But the moment I just, when the gun was shot for the starting line, I could just, I was so confident and run in an easy way. So I think it was really fair for me. Even mm. the equipment, they were so nice. Fred Kelly, narrowly aged fellow American, 
Wales, Marvin Brenzi Williams and Trevon Bromel to claim gold in the men's 100-meter finals. All 35-year-old Shelian Fraser Price became the first person to win five world titles in an individual running event as she led a Jamaican sweep in the 100-meter finals at the World Championship. American runner of South Sudanese descent Athene Moore added to Olympic gold by becoming the first U.S. woman to win 800 meters at the world event. Great Britain's Kelly Hodgkinson took silver, with Mary Morrow of Kenya securing bronze. He is the 20-year-old middle-distance runner from New Jersey's reaction to her incredible performance. I just physically wasn't where I would like to be, but I mean, I just I just didn't feel my best, and so um, I knew it was going to be a little tough, but I mean, I was super faithful out there. I just wanted to make sure I didn't leave anything out on the track, and whatever ha- was going to happen today was going to happen, and so I just wanted to make sure I got out there, did my best, you know, run how I usually run, and... Thankfully, I got the gold, and thankfully, I still had you know something in me so I could just run through line and finish strong. Um, but my main goal is just to go out there and leave it all on the track and just do my best. The U.S. finished with 33 medals to top the standings, breaking the record of 31 medals won by East Germany in 1987. The U.S. had 13 golds, 9 silver, and 11 bronze, while Ethiopia finished second with 4 golds, 4 silver, and 2 bronze medals. Jamaica took third place with 2 golds, 7 silvers, and 1 bronze. Kenya secured 2 golds, 5 silvers, and 3 bronze medals to take fourth place, while China completed the top 5 with 2 golds, 1 silver, and 3 bronze medals. The 19th edition of the World Athletics Championships are scheduled to be held from 18th August to 27th August 2023 in Budapest, Hungary. Reporting for the sunny side of sports and Prince Nestor in Eugene, Oregon. Back to you, McBill in Washington. Thanks, Prince Nesta. And the sunny side of sports congratulates all the competitors at this year's championships. Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. You're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports on VOA. I'm Muck Bill Yabro, filling in for Sunny Young for a few weeks. Don't forget, you can find all your favorite VOA programs at voaafrica.com. And for world news, you can also check out voanews.com. Staying on the field in Eugene, a top Nigerian athlete says the experience he gained at the just-completed World Athletic Championships will motivate him achieve greater results at the Commonwealth Games. Chukwebuka Inikwikche, Nigerian and African Games gold medalist in shot put, finished 11th in the event at the World Championships. He tells Iron Mike Mbonye that although he contended with injury, the championship meet was good for him. It's always an honor to be able to make it to the final 
finals of the world championships or any major championship. So this one was also um, a great experience in that regard. As far as how the overall competition went, um, I wasn't very thrilled with my result. I feel like I could have done quite a bit better, but I'm dealing with some physical issues. Um, I have a nagging injury that is hard to figure out, and it sort of held me back from producing the biggest possible result on the day. Even though I saw the ball go quite far, it didn't go far or far enough you know, when it counted in the, the three rounds on prelim day and finals day. But I think it's an honor to be able to call myself one of the best in the world, regardless of exactly how far the ball went. And um, I know there will be more opportunities in the future. But it's an honor to be a finalist once again. Do you think your performance at the World Athletics Championships will motivate you for greater results at the Commonwealth Games? And without question, I think my performance at the World Championships, finishing 11th in the world, will motivate me to an even greater result at the Commonwealth Games. Um, as I said previously, I got myself into tremendous shape. Unfortunately, it wasn't fully expressed during the competitions, but that's the nature of sport. And being able to have another opportunity to throw as far as possible um, is a blessing to me. It's a gift, and I want to take full advantage of it. So in this time, I've been working on my strength. I've been working on my timing, the technique, as well as the nerves and the anxiety that come with competition. These are major competitions, so those things get heightened, and it becomes more and more difficult to really show the shape that you're in. But I feel like I'm experienced at this point, and, you know, my season has been pretty consistent at a high level. And when we go to the U.K., Birmingham, for the Commonwealth Games, I want to show an even bigger improvement. So one of my goals is to have a season's best at the Commonwealth Games, um, and we'll see how that plays out. Hey, Buka, what's your mistake to your numerous fans at home and abroad? as you prepare for the Commonwealth Games scheduled for Birmingham, UK. And um, to my fans at home and abroad, I greet you guys. I want to say that you're a big source of my motivation. Um, everything I do as far as competing, competing clean, doing things the right way, um, I do it for you guys because I want to set a proper example. Um, I, I want to be a figure that you guys can look up to and somebody that you guys can count on. So um, as far as my preparations for the Commonwealth Games, I think that I'm in a place to where I can say look out for a big mark, um, look out for a possible medal, and look out for a performance that will make you guys proud as Nigerians to watch me as I perform on the greatest stage. So thank you for your support constantly over the years i've been at it for more than five years now and the support has been constant so thank you so much and i pray that i continue to give you stuff to believe in and something to be proud of as an athlete that was Chukwabuka Inikwakshe, Nigerian champion and African game gold medalist in shot put he spoke recently with iron mike mbonier by phone from eugene oregon South Africa's Benyana Banyana team won the Women's Africa Cup of Nations title by defeating host Morocco 2-1 in Rabat. 
Morocco, South Africa, Nigeria, and Zambia will represent Africa at the FIFA Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand next year. We have Iron Mike Mbonier back with a look at the final match and the success of the Women's AFCON tournament. He spoke with Jennifer Okoye, a former media officer of Nigeria's national under-17 women's football team. Well, if you ask me about uh, the game, the final game between uh, Morocco and South Africa, how it all went, <laughs> it was the median edition uh, uh, title for South Africa. I must say that this is really overdue. They have tried five times, and then at the sixth time, they were able to secure that. Well, uh, I and someone were having an argument uh, yesterday, and I said the two uh, countries that would have played the finals were actually Nigeria and Zambia. But unfortunately, it didn't happen because uh, there were little tricky uh, um, on the ground uh, thing that happened that uh, I cannot uh, deliberately or cannot uh, uh, just give out, uh, you know, the underlying uh, effects of what happened. But then we saw Morocco and South Africa in the final. I must say that, that uh, when the game started the first half, it was more or less like uh, uh, they were not going to, I mean, the South Africa was not that strong to be able to pull out, uh, pull that victory. But we saw them scoring these first two goals and then uh, eventually Morocco got one goal, but then it wasn't enough uh, for them to actually win uh, uh, that game. And I must say that uh, the, Morocco, the Morocco team, they feel very sad, I know. They feel very sad because they worked hard. They did all that they could do to get to the final. But unfortunately, they couldn't actually lay their hands on the title. For South Africa, Bayana Bayana of South Africa, I must say a huge congratulations to them. Uh, it's their maiden WAFCON uh, title. And uh, it's, uh, I would say that the, the organization of the competition, well, it was well done. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, I mean, Morocco is African country. But then uh, in Morocco... I didn't really feel like I was uh, uh, in Africa. A lot of, of things, there's a lot of developments. It's just like uh, you just feel like you're in Europe. So it was a good experience all through for me. What has been the mood or reaction of Moroccan fans to the outcome of the Women Africa Cup of Nations football tournament final match? For Moroccan France, uh, it wasn't really something very, very good because I remember the day they played the Super Falcons. Uh, at the end of that game, all of them, they were excited. There was no too much, uh, you know, a celebration, so to say, because uh, it turned out the way they actually anticipated. But in that game against South Africa yesterday, uh, I was afraid that somehow that uh, if South Africa wins, uh, that uh, they, 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 the fans are going to be uh, hostile. But I think... Uh, uh, they did a good job. Yeah, there was nothing like that. But then uh, the Moroccans were too disappointed. They were so, so disappointed. So the core, every one of them that were in that stadium yesterday, even the people that watched at home on the streets today, I remember asking one or two persons, how do you feel about the uh, final yesterday between South Africa and Morocco? And many of them, they are very, very few, very disappointed. But I must say that uh, the mood, uh, it wasn't as tense as uh, uh, we actually anticipated. So, so far, so good. It's been a very uh, good uh, uh, receptive uh, 
uh, experience for everyone in Morocco. Of course, uh, people have started going uh, back to Nigeria. A lot of people left yesterday. Uh, many are leaving uh, uh, today. And then, of course, me also. Uh, my flight is today. So I hope to be in Nigeria, uh, let's say, uh, later today or tomorrow morning. So it's good. The final has come and gone. And they reacted very positively. What's in your opinion are the chances of Africa's representatives to next year's FIFA Women's World Cup scheduled for Australia and New Zealand? Well, the chances of African teams that will be in Australia, New Zealand, uh, FIFA World Cup, that's next year. It's going to be very tough because you look at what is happening at the Euro uh, 2022 uh, happening in, U in Europe and then uh, they just uh, concluded uh, African Women African Cup of Nations. We have uh, South Africa, we have Nigeria, we have Morocco and then we have Zambia and most likely we may have uh, two additional teams from Africa, maybe uh, Cameroon and then one additional team making it seven uh, countries in the World Cup from Africa. It's not going to be easy because every country have woken no, no country is still sleeping as far as women football is concerned. So I am looking forward to a situation whereby they are going to put in their best. They are going to work so hard and bring out the best that they have, especially for the for the Super Falcons of Nigeria. I think uh, the delay is over. I think uh, if I if I am a uh, um, world drum, one of the things I'm going to do is to look inwards. You know, look at the under twenty team and see how many players you can actually bring uh, bring up uh, from the under twenty to uh, the Super Falcons and then see, also know the players that you are going to drop. If you don't, if he doesn't do that, it might be very difficult for them to really uh, go far in the World Cup. We hope that what happened in 2019 will not uh, repeat itself again. And I hope that at the end of the day, Nigeria will be very excited. That was Jennifer Okoye speaking to Mike Mbonye by phone from Casablanca, Morocco. Turning to cricket, an investigation into discrimination in Scottish cricket was concluded that the sports administration in the country is institutionally racist. It's another blow to the UK cricket following a similar scandal in the English game. The entire board of cricket Scotland resigned Sunday prior to the report being released today. The report by the Plan for Sport consultancy firm followed a seven-month investigation. The investigation came after allegation from Scotland's all-time leading wicket-taker Majid Haq and his former teammate Qasim Sheikh. Louis Tysdale is managing director of Plan for Sport. And so having pulled together all of the evidence that we've heard, we have assessed and reviewed everything that has been shared with us. And we have mapped that against what we are referring to as the Plan for Sport indicators of institutional racism, those 31 separate um, if you like, elements that sit under that overarching definition. Cricket Scotland has failed in 29 of those 31 indicators. So the, the review would conclude that the processes, attitudes and behaviours of Cricket Scotland meet the Macpherson definition 
of institutional racism. Among other things, her organization recommends that Sports Scotland, the national sports agency for Scotland, place Cricket Scotland into a special measures plan to correct the issues. Hundreds of people came forward to recount their experiences as part of the investigation. From those conversations, 68 individual concerns have been referred for further investigation. The head of Sports Scotland said his organization welcomed the report and would carry out the recommendations immediately. Hello, I'm Carol Castiel, host of Press Conference USA, VOA's Newsmaker Interview Program. Join us each Saturday and Sunday when we talk with authors, analysts, and policymakers who provide fresh insight on topics ranging from U.S. politics and foreign policy to science, culture, and global health. You can listen to Press Conference USA on the radio or online at voanews.com slash PCUSA. While you're visiting our website, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We'd also love to hear from you. Just send an email to PCUSA at VOANews.com or connect with us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Carol Castiel VOA or on Twitter at Carol Castiel VOA. That's Press Conference USA every Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America. Danish cycling fans had plenty to cheer about yesterday as Jonas Vingard celebrated his first Tour de France title. Vingard crossed the line arm in arm with Jumbo Visma teammates as they rolled in Paris. Malta Nelson made the trek from Erhus, Denmark to watch Vingard's ride into Paris. It is exceptional. I, I think also, as you said, it's been a long time being here. Uh, and been witnessing this on a trip to, to Paris is amazing. I think it's a one-in-a-lifetime one opportunity to see someone as Vingegaard who's been such a good player, such a good sport, sportsman, uh, such good sportsmanship. It's been amazing and it's been wonderful to, uh, to watch him. Vingard is the first Dane to win the three-week Tour de France since 1996. He finished two hours and 43 minutes ahead of two-time defending champion Tadej Pogacar of Slovenia. Wales, Geraint Thomas, the 2018 winner, was third. VOA brings you the best in African music on the African beat. African Beat showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary African music. From bobo music to hip life, bonga flavor to sukus, Afrobeat to Dumbolo and Makosa to Kwaito. The African Beat on VOA has it all. And it's happening right here, Mondays through Fridays at 09.05 and 20.05 UTC, right after the international news. Going from two wheels to four, Red Bull's Max Verstappen won the French Grand Prix on Sunday and took a huge stride toward his second Formula One title. His win comes after Ferrari's Charles Leclerc made a costly mistake and crashed out while leading. Seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton finished second for Mercedes in his 300th Grand Prix, with teammate George Russell third to secure their first podium double of the campaign. The victory on a hot afternoon at Le Castellet was Verstappen's seventh of the season and 27th of his career. French President Emmanuel Macron met today with International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach and Paris 2024 Olympics head Tony Estenguet. 
in Paris. Paris 2024 organizers are expecting at least 600,000 to attend the Summer Olympics opening ceremony on the river scene as athletes and delegations will sail along the river to kick off the Games. Macron also gathered senior ministers to tackle issues shadowing preparation games. There are concerns about cost and security preparations. France's reputation as a reliable host of sporting events was battered over the chaos that marred the Champions League final between Real Madrid and Liverpool in Paris in May, which critics blamed on heavy-handed policing. There are also security challenges in a country that has suffered attacks by Islamist militants in recent years. More than 250 people have been killed in such attacks in France. The IOC also is evaluating the involvement of Russian athletes in the Games. The committee in February recommended banning Russian and Belarusian athletes from the Paris Olympics over Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. And that's a wrap for the July 25th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I am VOA's Muckville Yabaro, filling in for Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports.